most people think that they are choosing between the good and the bad. In reality, they are choosing between being mediocre and becoming truly great. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. In 15 minutes, we'll help our guests catapult from their current situation to a path of greatness. Welcome back to the show, everybody. A pleasure to have you all back for the Next Action Podcast. We are super into South by Southwest mode for those of you who don't know or don't want to know about South by Southwest. Now's the time to hit skip. But for those of you who want to know about South by Southwest, one of the world's best technological innovation conferences last year had a good 300,000 or so people and brought $450 million into the local economy. You are at the right place. We're here to talk in 15 minutes or less all about strategies specifically within South by Southwest. And we're going to get even more specific with today's guest, my friend Clev Mesador. Clev is a founder of Logos, a social network on the blockchain, and she's a former Obama presidential appointee. How are you doing today, my friend? Good, good. Thanks so much, Brian, for having me on. Absolutely. I believe you are, I know I have some other people lined up for crypto related stuff as it comes to South by Southwest, but you're the first one up. So <laughs> you get to tee it off. So maybe tell everybody a little bit about what you've going on. You've got going on. I know you've been there once before to South by and then what your expectations are for the show for this year. Yes, yes. I'm very, very excited about South by Southwest this year. I I was there in 2016. And obviously, I focused on tech then as well, because the conference is so dynamic. But in 2016, the blockchain footprint was very minimal. I remember just attending two two sessions. I think one was with Andrew Keyes from Consensus and Sandra Rowe from GBBC. And I think the Winklevoss brothers were there as well. But it was it was very nominal. And but Southwest was so very exciting. You know, while there, I actually got to meet some of the tech startup founders. One of them, AfroStream, was one of the startups I heard about, and they're doing really well right now as a global streaming service. I was there with the Washington, D.C. delegation, and the mayor of D.C., Mayor Muriel Bowser, spoke on a few panels about smart cities and how they are actually focus on leveraging innovation in areas like transportation. So it was very, very exciting. So three years later, I'm heading back (laughs) and thrilled that I'm part of the blockchain and cryptocurrency ecosystem and that there's such a presence this year that South by Southwest has an official blockchain and cryptocurrency track. So I'm very excited about the panels and the sessions, I actually will be speaking. So South by Southwest has these official official licensed side programs that are still part of it, but they're, they're licensed off. And I'll be participating in a South by Southwest community conversation. It will be at the George Washington Carver Museum in Austin. It's being organized by a young tech entrepreneur called Curtis Midkiff Jr., and the panel I'll be on is a blockchain panel, which is sponsored by Coinbase, which is very exciting. And that will take place, the, their conference will take place, their sessions will take place March 10th to the 11th. And I actually will be there from the 10th through the 17th, because as you know, the, the, the cryptocurrency track is, I think, the 12th to the 
to yeah, the 12th to the 16th. So a lot going on, a lot, you know, as you know, the amount of innovators and, you know, thought leaders that you meet just walking down, you know, the streets of Austin or even going to some of these sessions is is very catalytic and I'm very excited about, you know, the networking, but also the thought leadership. That's fantastic. So let me touch on a couple of different things that you said. So first, just in terms of the history, uh, 2016 in the world of crypto and blockchain seems like a lifetime ago. I remember <laughs> doing marketing projects for crypto and blockchain things probably a good five years ago. So I got a, a good head start in some of that stuff. But in terms of it hitting the South by Southwest scene, uh, yeah, it really, before last year, it was very quiet. I remember there were a few Bitcoin ATM guys and stuff like that, if you really kind of <laughs> were seeking them out once that started getting hot. But yeah, it's been very quiet. Last year was its big splash, and there were a lot of unofficial events, just insane amounts of things. People took over entire hotels. So I love the fact that South by embraced that, and they made that part of the official track. What I don't like is that it's basically right after all of the interactive session people leave. (laughs) So I love the fact that you guys have your session while most of the Uh would-be interactive folks are still there. I mean, I myself am only staying the 7th through the 14th, so I know I'm going to miss some of the major crypto happenings, but I feel like the crypto people know themselves and they're like, all right, well, we kind of have to (laughs) be here for a lot of the interactive stuff. So I feel like that'll work out pretty well. So yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be so interesting for you to see like just the the massive differences of crypto from then to now. So besides, well, even go ahead. Even South by Southwest has evolved so much because, as you know, it started out as a music festival. So and it added f- film, and so all of these different tracks have made it very difficult for them to really keep the you know this what sixteen well ten eleven day journey you know, in the capture all of these tracks. So yes, I do think that it would be great to have, you know, the blockchain and cryptocurrency track as part of the interactive track. And I, and I hope that's the goal, but it's, it's, it's likely that this year, you know, in terms of just trying to make it fit somewhere, (laughs) this was the compromise. Yeah. I mean, listen, at least they're treating it seriously. They saw how much was at stake last year. I wish all the currency markets were up a little bit more because I, I do feel like a, a lot of my friends in the space are kind of just in a wait and see approach and they're just kind of surviving the bear market. So a lot of them have put a lot of their travel on hold. So that's kind of frustrating, but I'm sure we're, we're going to have a really good crowd. I mean, I know you and I first met uh, through some introductions at the consensus conference and that was just like a, a madhouse and uh, everything was still up quite a bit. But yeah, I'm sure you've seen that too. As things have kind of taken a dive, people have gotten a lot quieter. I don't think it's it's not back to its earliest levels, so it's not going away. It's still a major industry. What do you think about all that? Do you think that'll have an impact? Well, it certainly has an impact, but I do think within the you know crypto space, the ecosystem is a little split, right? You do have the diehards who are really focused on the currency, right? The currency, the currency, the currency. And then there are, there are the, the folks who are focused on the technology in terms of building solutions and products on blockchain. So, you know, whether you're a holder or a builder, 
you know, this could be a hard time for you. So I, so I definitely think the holders are, in, are having a, a tough time. And the economists are predicting another recession in 2020. So I assume that's going to have an impact on the crypto prices. So expect another dip. But I think for, for, for the creators, the builders who are focused on the technology, this gives us an opportunity to focus on the work of innovating, the work of building, the focus on, you know, what are some of these use cases? How do we get projects from beta to, you know, the marketplace? And, you know, what are some of the viable projects that we can move forward? Because, as you know, right now, every project is in a beta phase. The cryptocurrency certainly, you know, is going to evolve and which cryptocurrencies survive in the long term uh, is yet to be seen. But right now, crypto is happening in a way that goes against what entrepreneurs were thought, right? Entrepreneurs were told, if you build it, they don't, they will not come. So therefore, you have to build it for them with, with them in collaboration. So in the crypto space, because it hasn't gone mainstream, you know, for builders and creators, we're building you know, thinking about what people may want. But right now, you know, a lot of the products are not yet, you know, made for the average person on the street. So, you know, while I'm very disappointed because I own crypto, my some some of the, the currencies I own have tanked a bit, but the people who are building, we're still here and we're really focused on, how do we get this thing mainstream into the marketplace, hopefully in the next three to five years? Yeah. And I think it's definitely coming. Regulations are starting to come around. You have all the security token offerings. People are getting more serious. You can't just throw money around like it's nothing. So I feel you. And I almost like it. Instead of just a bunch of speculators that have no, no understanding or knowledge of how deep and wide the blockchain is outside of the practical implications of what could be for currency, there's so much more to be had. So, which brings me to the question. So outside of the specific thing that you're speaking on, what other crypto stuff would you advise the audience to check out, whether they're going to the event or they're going to check out later online? What kinds of things are you excited to see coming out of the show? Yeah, yeah. So as uh, you know, as you know, I'm actually building a social network on blockchain and I'm focusing on disruptors and change agents. But I do think what's, what we're going to see in South by Southwest is a real conversation about this space and where this space needs to go. Right. So we we went from the high of, you know, twenty thousand dollars. Bitcoin was worth twenty thousand dollars in December 2017 and then the high of 2018. And now we have to have some tough conversations as a space. And I, I will tell you, one of the conversations I expect to be had at South by Southwest is how do we demystify crypto? How do we change the language, the lingo, so that it appeals to the average man on the street, to your aunt, to your cousin? Because I think that's one of the problems. The space is very in exclusive right now and you know where all of these camps of you know the the bitcoin folks versus the ethereum folks the you know all, all of these different actors but in order for the space to grow 
we have to appeal to the crypto curious, to the newbies, as well as the influencers. So I anticipate a lot of the conversation around the language of crypto and how we actually prepare ourselves for mainstream adoption and also getting people excited. And I do think another conversation that's going to take place is around this concept of stable coins. Uh, JP Morgan and their announcement of their coin really brought this conversation to the forefront. And this is a conversation that's been happening with the space in terms of how much are we willing to compromise this whole concept of decentralization, right, to get people into this space. So what JP Morgan has done is, you know, leverage this whole stable stable coin option. But this conversation, well, is it is it is it really you know, a crypto, is it really big, built on a blockchain? Technically, does the public care? And will this get us to another step forward? Yeah, so well said. And I can't stand it when I see the conversations when people just want to go crazy saying, this isn't cryptocurrency. That's not the point. The point is adoption. Not enough people understand this. So getting it into the hands of people that are much more uh, conservative investor types, understand banks, you have to get to some level of centralization before you go fully decentralized. I guess I'm a little impartial and I, I, that's kind of my <laughs> chain of thought, but I know a lot of people agree with that. So listen, so in the, the last two minutes that we have here, let's talk about some strategies and tactics for South by. So it's been a couple of years since you've been there and I'm sure mm-hmm. first you went in and you, you know, your eyes are wide open now. So what did you kind of take away from it that you advise that you would advise someone who's going for the first time? What are you coming back with, you know, on your second trip saying, ah, now I got to remember to do this and that. What kinds of things would you give out for the audience there? Yes. Well, hopefully they're registered. I was lucky in 2016 to have, you know, registered. So one of the things I found an asset in 2016 was actually completing your registration and doing it early, setting up your profile on the South by Southwest social platform, because that's how I got invited to a lot of the events. So a lot of the folks who are organizing events, just invite all of the people who are registered. And also you get updates on what's, what's happening. So don't, don't, don't wait till the last minute to set up your South by Southwest profile. And also you know, use it as a tool early on. I remember in 2016, I overloaded my schedule because I actually went through the list of everything I wanted to do and I couldn't get it done. As you know, it's massive, it's overwhelming. So I would say be very, don't, don't, don't overdo it. It's have two or three targets each day because so much will come up, so many things that you didn't anticipate that you'll want to participate in, then you won't have to feel like, oh, but this is on my schedule, but I want to do this. Because the, the first time is magical, but plan for, you know, there'll be a next time. <laughs> well said. And real quick, where can everybody find you online? Yes, I'm at CMezzi on Twitter. I'm always accessible. Outstanding. Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you, Brian. And I appreciate the conversation.